Okay. Oh, I need to mute you on here now. Okay. Right. Um, um, Sorry. See, that first 10 minutes was rough, but I think we're fine. <laughs> um, What were we talking about? We were talking about friendships. Oh. Welcome back to All Intentional. Today, I'm joined by my very first guest ever, Felicity Rose Usak. She's my best friend of about six years now, currently studying biology in Oregon on a pre-med track and is graduating one year early. She also has a mochi muffin business based in the Bay Area at Felicity Rose Bakery on Instagram. And from that intro itself, you can already see why she's one of the hardest working people I know. Thank you for being here, Fru. How you been? I've been well. Thanks for having me. So I have a lot of questions, actually, from previous episodes that people wanted to know about. But I wanted to start off by talking about our friendship, how we got close, how we maintain it from afar. Clearly, I'm still in the Bay, all the way up in Oregon. Yeah, so... Well, we basically got close through student government, I would say, really. Uh, Crystal helped a lot with the decorations committee. Well, she basically kind of spearheaded it because she made our banner every year for Spirit Week in high school. And I pretty much participated in decorations every year because I can't really dance or act. So that was my pastime with Spirit Week, and I loved doing it. Uh, I loved being around people and just kind of like, painting away and doing art together and that's how we got close and yeah we've been friends ever since pretty much (laughs) as for maintaining it from afar I noticed that a lot of people or like that I go to college with now have a lot of friends that are from home and they still keep in touch something with Fru and I I call her Fru Felicity Rose I feel like we FaceTime each other often but not as much as people would think we do we call each other probably once every two weeks but I mean it's like nothing has changed yeah yeah I would say like I guess just having that level of comfortability as best friends too like even if she doesn't answer my calls I just know that if there's anyone I want to like relay news to or ask for advice from I could just give Crystal a call and like even if she doesn't answer right away like I <laughs> He's gonna pick up eventually and it's just like like we're living in the same city so yeah, yeah. Like, she's 15 minutes away this and entire this yeah this entire past week I think Fru and I kept on trying to call each other <laughs> and none of us answered each other's calls for like oh. the past two weeks and there was at one point I just texted her and I was like you know what just tell me when you're available because right now it's just not working <laughs> oh I wanted to ask you about what you've been up to since quarantine. I shortly mentioned in the beginning that you have a mochi muffin business. Yeah. So how did that come about? Why did you start it? Advice for anyone that kind of just wants to start something like that and wants to build something out of a hobby that they've had for a while? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always loved baking and I guess I've, I like I enjoy cooking and baking for friends, especially. And so as I'm sure a lot of other people have been doing during quarantine, there's nothing else to do at home except for bake. I mean, like, so I just took that hobby and pastime and said, oh, well, I kind of want to sh- still be able to share this with my friends and possibly like a bigger scope of people uh, and my parents suggested like hey why don't you consider selling it and I was like all right all right well, <laughs> right. So, see Rose Bakery was born this past 2020 uh and I love doing it and I genuinely enjoy coming up with recipes and posting and it's, it's been a fun journey so far so for anyone who has an idea in terms of small business or just wanting to start something or any hobby that they want to see in a, on a larger scale or share with other people, I say just go for it and don't worry about what other people are going to think about it. Don't worry if people are going to receive the product well or not uh, because as long as it makes you happy, that's all that matters and it's not hurting other people. So I find it interesting that like, yes, baking has always been a hobby and a passion of yours. But for keeping up with hobbies and stuff during something like school or something that demands more of your time, where, like, what would your advice be to someone who's trying to find that balance between overworking themselves and allowing themselves time to pursue those hobbies? Because if you guys don't know Fru personally, um, (laughs) one of the things I really look up to her for is that she – like she draws this fine line between motivation and discipline. Whereas for me, I'm very much someone who tries to stay disciplined, but will definitely ride on waves of motivation to keep me on track. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it's very just like, oh, today I'm like feeling on top of my stuff. Like I'm gonna go for it. And then the next day I'm like, I just want to sleep and I will let myself sleep. And though to an extent, like it's good to give yourself those breaks and those rest days, I think it's really important to keep yourself disciplined and know the difference between having high motivation but having high discipline. So Mm -hmm. my question to you, I guess, is how to stay balanced and keep yourself going on a marathon rather than a sprint when it comes to school, especially because, I mean, you're going into medical school soon which is definitely more of a marathon than a sprint so I really want to hear your opinion and perspective on that Mm, I mean sometimes even I don't know if I'm the best person to give advice about this stuff because I struggle with whether it's finding motivation or finding discipline but I guess what I have learned is As much as I do enjoy planning and trying to figure out everything ahead, I think the best thing sometimes is to focus on what you have in front of you and the present moment. And I always thought it was cliche for like people to say, oh, live in the moment and just think about right now. And I was like, why would I do that when I could plan ahead and have A, B and C stuff planned and get ready for that? Uh, But to a large extent, I think it's extremely important because instead of planning ahead you should be focusing on what you need to do in the moment and what you need to do in the moment is the task you have at hand right like we we 
seem to grasp that concept as humans, but at the same time, we don't because we always want to figure out what we're doing next. And I think that's like one of the biggest hindrances in my life is like, oh, I need to focus on what I'm doing after college. I need to uh, worry about what jobs I'm going to apply to, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I still have an 18 credit semester ahead of me. Um, I'm taking a class right now. So there's there's always going to be something. Um, but I think the biggest thing is you really have to take it one step at a time and break it up for yourself because there's no way that you can tackle everything at once. Is there like with that kind of mindset, do you have some sort of daily routine that helps you stay mindful with like your daily tasks and things doing like doing one thing at a time? I guess I do. I mean, like I'll make like a regular to do list just like any other person does. Um, And I think one of the biggest things it's it's kind of a minuscule like thing but I like to check off the things that I actually do because you can always make a to-do list but some people don't even like actually cross off or like knock out the things that they do during the day but I think that like that to me is something that I find like really gratifying and it's like oh like small reward for today like I did this that's good um and if you don't knock off all the things off your list then that's fine too and I just like to keep that list and kind of look back at it like this is the progress I made for today this is the progress I made for the week. Um, and if it was a slower week or a slower day, then that's fine too. But I think just being able to gauge and recognize and really be aware of what you're doing, because mindfulness is a huge thing too when it comes to, I guess, tracking your work and monitoring how you go about your day. So, mm. oh, Good answer. <laughs> answer someone asked how to stay motivated during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and I don't think like like I don't know what I can say to be Mm. beneficial in that area because I've like had trouble with that yeah I feel like anyone has it's different for everyone too because everyone's seeing the pandemic differently I would honestly just be flat out and straight up about the fact that it's okay to not be motivated because everyone's taking the pandemic like in different ways and for me personally I would say that I I feel a little bit unmotivated just not being able to go on campus and sit in like a lecture hall and learn school the normal (laughs) the quote-unquote normal way but I think it also is kind of beneficial because it gives us a chance to learn in a new setting and of course we're not going to enjoy it at first, it's something foreign to us. That's just how we operate. But I think it's we can be grateful about the fact that, one, we're still able to learn in the midst of a pandemic. And two, that you can do it like in the comfort of your home. And of course, everyone's living situation is different. So I want to be like sensitive about that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, yes, you should be seeking motivation, but also learn to be okay with the fact that it is okay to be unmotivated. It is okay to want to rest and take this time to just really reflect and maybe work slower. And that's totally fine. Like, even if the pandemic's been going on for what, like over a year now or almost a year now? Honestly, it's in a situation like that, I feel like that comes to everyone at, at a different pace and in different ways. I can't really specify tangible or specific ways 
to seek motivation during the pandemic just because of how we all perceive it differently. But if I could offer advice, it would just be to not necessarily seek it, but to kind of embrace I don't want to say embrace the unmotivation, but embrace the kind of calmness and like quiet that's associated with COVID and just like kind of like ruminate in that. Yeah. I saw a lot of people talk about how like it was hard to find a break or it was hard to get themselves to slow down. Whereas like the pandemic literally forced everyone to calm down and to slow down. So I guess look at it in that light. Again, it's the whole reframing thing. As hard as it may be, we can only try our best. Yeah. I do want to talk about what we think makes someone a good friend, mm. as well as signs of a toxic friendship. We'll start with the good stuff first. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, before we get into that, though, I do want to preface by saying, Prue and I talk a lot about how, especially, I mean, we're both in the very, very early years of our 20s. I am 20, she's 21. And both of us have noticed that the older you get, the more freedom you have in getting to choose who you keep in your life. Yeah. Because we all know in middle school and high school, you're kind of not forced, but a lot of the extracurriculars and things that you do besides like school things are normally with the same people for many 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 years and you start to get used to like oh these are the people I need to get used to in my life these are the people I need to like learn how to get along with Mm -hmm. and then once you enter college and beyond that you're kind of like okay I can I can be I can be pickier with who I get to spend my energy on and I guess Fru and I have had our fair share of learning what makes a good friend and when to know that you should keep someone in your life and when you should cut them out. What would you say in less three to five qualities that you would say define a solid, good, real friend? Hmm. I would say, and I think this varies, of course, for you know certain people like I'm not saying what the fall or like the following things I'm about to say don't necessarily have to apply to everyone's friendships but I think maybe number one the biggest thing for me would be someone that keeps in touch and checks in on me like even if it's just like a random text and it doesn't even have to be like on a regular basis you know it's just someone who you know, we'll like be like, oh, how are you doing? How's classes? I really appreciate those uh, random check-ins. So that's a big one. Obviously, with, with COVID, it's kind of hard to make time to hang out or you can't even hang out. But to the, I guess that would be another big one. And that kind of falls into, I guess, of the same category of finding time to text them or acknowledge their presence uh so that would be number two it's difficult because I feel like I just have like very different levels of friendship right I was about to make a comment on that yeah like I literally call her for anything like like that that's right like she's literally like my sister so so, (laughs) yeah but then I also have friends where like 
I know that I can confide in them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, if I, I get to talk to them as often as I do with Crystal, you know? So, but I would still consider them, like, one of my best friends. So I guess that, that would be number three. There you go. It's someone I can confide in and and feel comfortable talking to without feeling judged. Because I think if you are scared or fearful of them judging you when you do confide in them, or just when you're talking about, like, a certain topic that you find important for yourself I think that would be a questionable friendship if you can't confide in them that's a perfect segue into mentioning like what makes a toxic friendship when you said confiding in someone and feeling like you're judged we all have that one friend in the friend group that always gets roasted by everyone else and in our friend group I think I don't know how we just came to the conclusion (laughs) like all of us just love roasting fruit but it's always out of love because we know that (laughs) we love fruit but the difference between roasting her in a joking way and like having that one friend that always puts others down and that's their basis of conversation I think being able to differentiate like that because I've definitely had friends in the past where like Everything I would do, they would nitpick me for it and think that they were like being a good friend for it. You know, you have friends that are like, I'm going to tell it to you how it is or like, I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear. But to a certain extent, I mean, like you don't want those friends in your life that are consistently criticizing you for everything you're doing and saying that it's like out of love. Yeah. It was a good point how – we go to different friends for different things. Mm-hmm. So like there, I myself, I don't think I have like specific guidelines for what I look for in a friend. But I mean, like Fru said, like Fru is Fru. And there's no like, I don't know how else to describe. Like, what do you think makes our friendship work out so well? Like, what do you think we've done well in our friendship that keeps it going? I think that bi- the biggest thing is probably staying in touch. I mean- like, I know a lot of people that no longer, like, talk to their best friends from high school or don't even, like, talk to people from high school in general anymore. But, I mean, here we are. I'm in Oregon. She's back home. And we still talk as if nothing's changed. So, yeah, the biggest thing is staying in touch. And sometimes I feel like a part of you will tell yourself, like, who you should keep in touch with and who you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And... You will make time, and that that's my second point, mm-hmm. uh, you'll make time for those that you want to keep in touch with and those that you find important and want to keep in your life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when you, once you identify who those people are. Mm. In terms of... <laughs> in terms of identifying who those people are, I think what I've learned from personal experience is... You'll be able to tell when a friendship is conditional. When mm-hmm. like you have a friend that only goes to you when they need something or is looking for something from you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, with every friendship, they're like to be a good friend, you need to be selfless to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, you're draining yourself constantly just to 
I guess, be there for that person or make that person feel better about themselves. I feel like though we do have a responsibility as friends to make people feel supported, you don't, uh, I, I don't know how to word this. Like there are people that go to you and once you're done talking to them, you feel drained. You feel like you literally gave them everything. If that yeah. makes sense. I don't think I'm making sense, but also I feel like you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's, and that's because, like, the reason for feeling drained is because, or at least how I take that, is if someone's just going to you for a sole purpose and not, I guess, coming to you as your friend, then that's something that we recognize and I like for me personally I would perceive that as oh they just want to talk to me for x reason and they don't genuinely enjoy my company they don't care beyond that and so that that's like straight up probably why you would feel drained like just coming to me because you only like hearing my advice and you don't reciprocate that same feeling or actions when it comes to my own problems or my own challenges I feel like then that's a perfect example of a friendship being conditional and you essentially draining my energy from me Uh because you're if you're not there for me then how is that a friendship because a friendship is supposed to be a relationship and relationships are supposed to be equal Uh so definitely finding the balance between the two can be challenging uh, but I agree with Crystal and if you feel like you are being drained from a certain relationship then you might want to take some time to reflect on the nature of that and one of the hardest things I feel like is if you've been with that friend, Ooh, for, yeah. that friend for a long time yeah. like, I have to like like I've always been their friend like but <clears throat> I mean, okay, okay, okay. But like, but, but longevity, I feel like a lot of people are like, they use that as not an excuse, but as like a cushion to give themselves like a reason to keep that person in their life. I've known this person for my whole life. Like they're practically, like they know everything about me, but it's also like during that time, you've changed, they've changed. And just because you've known each other, that long you were in each other's lives for a reason and if it doesn't align with how you live your life now like for said take a moment just think about it just just think about it and i think we should be more comfortable about the fact that it's okay it's gonna sound harsh but it's okay to outgrow people like we are certain people at this point in time, but there's no guarantee that we're going to feel the same way or be the same person in the future. And I would hope that we're not the same person in the future. I hope that mm-hmm. like change occurs. Like that's how things are supposed to go. So yeah. if you don't vibe with a certain person or if you vibe more with a certain other person, then that's totally fine. Like people are meant to be in your life at some point for a certain purpose and I think we should just embrace that as it is. There's no need to kind of prolong a relationship that both parties don't really feel is necessary anymore. 
I want to address how we have a pretty healthy friendship to where our arguments are... <laughs> our arguments are not frequent, but when they are... Yeah, they're like a step back from them and consider both of our perspectives, I feel like. And we always, we always, always make sure we talk it out and resolve yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. Like, of course, I, we'll, we'll, like, have our, like, silent, like... I think both of us... Okay, this is definitely, a, like, a thing of mine I'm working on, is I tend to get pretty petty. <laughs> like, I don't... In, uh, the thing with Fru is that, like, I know that she knows me inside out. So she knows that when I, if I ever start to get petty, she doesn't take it personally. Yeah. That's just me being dramatic. And I know that I, it's better off for me to internalize my feelings first before going to her to have the discussion. If you can prevent it, don't have fueled arguments while you're still extremely emotional over it. Yeah. And that's another thing. We, we know how to give each other space. Yeah. That's just like uh, in a relationship, like relationship. relationship. Oh, like, like romantic relationships. Yeah, I feel like now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, why do why are our like arguments so easy and then ours? Are... <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's definitely a lot more things that I wanted to touch on, but I think today we'll just keep it short and sweet again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Everyone's starting up with school. I'm currently, we're currently recording this the night before everyone hears it. So as you already know, it's clutch season. Always, always. And on that note, is there anything you'd like to say to anyone entering this next semester in school, especially with COVID-19, another full semester online? What do you got to say for the people, Fru? Yeah, I think it's kind of nice that this is, I mean, obviously we would like to have COVID and the whole pandemic is over, but it kind of gives us a leg up, I feel like, on how to approach online school. I mean, this is personally my third semester being online, and so I've already spent two semesters being online, and now that I've kind of gotten my feet wet and know how to navigate and manage my time with this new setup, this new environment, uh, I feel a lot more prepared. And that's my mindset going into the third semester or this third semester of Rona season. And it's okay if you don't feel that way, obviously. Uh, but my mindset, and this is my last semester of my undergrad, so yay. Uh, is just to take everything, as I said, one step at a time. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that I was worried about, especially over winter break, was just securing a job after graduation or having a plan and figuring out what exactly I'm going to do. And not to say that it's not a bad thing or that it's a bad thing to plan. Of course, it's a, always great to be prepared and to look ahead. But also you should enjoy and at the same time, focus at what you have in front of you because what you're doing in present time also is not that easy as I'm sure every student, every college student knows. Uh, so yeah, I would say 
just focus on what you have in front of you take it one step at a time one day at a time don't stress about the days when you move slower or you feel a little bit lazy that's totally fine and reward yourself for the small things and the big things and enjoy enjoy school it's not gonna last forever and if there's anything that I've noticed is that school goes by really fast. I mean, granted, I'm not done completely yet, but my undergrad education went by really fast and I can't believe that I'm graduating soon. So enjoy it. All right. You heard it from Rue herself, everyone. Just enjoy it. Thank you, Felicity, for joining me today and helping me practice what it's like to have a guest on here because this is so weird. Anyways, <laughs> um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Again, the Instagram is at all.intentional and um, that's all I got for you this week. Thank you, Fru. I'll uh, call you later. <laughs> Bye.